The My Colorful Nana Project is a collective group of generous thinkers. It is an invitation for all to expand upon and celebrate their definitions of the words beauty and blackness. My name is Lauren Stockman Brown, and I am the founder of the My Colorful Nana Project. And thanks for listening. What is beauty? What is femininity? What is blackness? Is black hair beautiful? Does it matter? I don't know. You tell me. So my name is Jordan Dorsey. Sometimes I go by not Shakespeare. I am 22. My pronouns are she and her, and I am black. Uh, I studied English at NYU. Jordan Dorsey is an artist. Um, she hopes to work within the music industry one day, making her own content. Mm-hmm. Jordan, what kind of music do you make? I make rap music, uh, bordering on like spoken word, but very poetic, lyrical. I'm not really into that mumble rap stuff. I do listen to it, though. I can, <laughs> I can vibe with it. Yeah. Um, but when I write, it is more poetic. And what kind of um, topics do you typically write about? Just whatever's on my mind. I mean, m- music is really like therapy for me. So if like there's anything that's bothering me, I, I write about. I know when I was first coming up, like in high school, like I would write about like coming of age type of stuff, like falling in love and like not being loved back or just struggles, feeling lonely, like that type of stuff. I ain't no flip flop, no. loud in the zip lock, no. oh to the tip top, I'm a tiptoe, I get O's like Tic Tac, yeah. now where that list at, uh, topping uh, it all like sloppy bodies, we coming raw, running hard, these sucker niggas be lollipops, I know they hate it, like damn it. I so tell me about the first time you wrote a song, like did you know what you were doing, how old were you, what inspired you, what was the purpose of it? So I want to say it was about eight. Um, I don't know if you ever watched the Naked Brothers band. Love the Naked Brothers band. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so I was like really inspired by them at the time. So I had spent a lot of time at my grandma's house growing up, and she had this old piano. was never tuned. She did not, you know what I'm saying, tend to it at all. But I was uh, playing around with it one day, and I figured out how to play Rosalina by the Naked Brothers band, um, just like the basic keys or whatever. Mm. And so I like I wrote my own little song for my crush at the time. I was like eight. <laughs> and so that was like the first song I remember <laughs> writing. Um, and then as I got older, I would like write songs here and there. And I started taking it seriously around like high school. And then what did that do for you? Writing the song and like how did that make you feel in relation to like your crush? Or like, right. can I ask, like, was your crush a girl at the time? Yeah, it was a girl. A girl at the time. So how do you identify sexually? Sexually, I, I'm fluid. I don't really fluid. put labels on it um I'm, I'm more of an energy type of person so like it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman or a man that identifies as, it doesn't matter to me um i'm more on energies how you make me feel do you push me to be the best version of myself you know what i mean mm-hmm. like just your energy around me so why does it matter who somebody loves you know what i mean so like to me as a kid it was like oh okay like i find her cute i think she's cute i'm like oh i find him cute i think he's cute too mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so it's for me it was just that's who i that's who i am that's just jordan like i didn't really think about it like that and then for the music, it put things into perspective. It was like a clarity type of thing. Get me right for a minute, rock for a minute. Help me need the life for the trip of rock to the rhythm. Put your iPhone to the ceiling. I want to see you rock it to the rhythm of the boogie to be. Sheesh. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like that, like that, y'all. Yeah, that's really cool. You know what I noticed? Like when you speak, sometimes it, it like it flows like that, 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 that. Oh, that's what's up. That's cool. That's what's up. You been practicing? <laughs> here and there. Here and there. It's cool. So tell me about your upbringing. So for me, I actually ended up. I moved to Chappaqua in fourth grade, 
and previous to that, I had lived in Yonkers, which was like all black and Hispanic. Mm-hmm. So like moving to Chappaqua, it was really like a culture shock for me. And I, I guess what I've deduced recently is when I was in Yonkers, I was so used to everybody looking like me and I was so comfortable. So then when I was like dropped into Chappaqua, I lost my comfortability. You know what I'm saying? And like I did everything that I could to make myself fit in. Like I asked my mom to get a perm. You know what I'm saying? Like I love my hair. Like I love my curls. But like I pulled up to Chappaqua and everybody has straight hair. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So I was like, Mom, like, can I get a perm? Like, I just really wanted to fit in. Yeah. Feel me? Yeah. And then what was that like, getting a perm? I loved it. <laughs> I was like, oh, thank God. Like, I remember actually wanting to, like, wash my hair and, like, cu- you ever, okay, how about this? You ever notice, like, the white girls, they were coming to school and, like, they just washed their hair and their hair was wet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, for some reason, that's something I really wanted to do. And my mom was like, you can't do that because if you wash your hair, it's going to go back curly. And so I just mm-hmm. remember thinking about that. But it was cool at the time. Like, I did want the perm, and I got the perm, and I did feel like I fit in a little bit more, but at the same time, not really. There was a a very obvious difference between me and the other girls, so I kind of blended in more with the guys. You know what I'm saying? Just because there was no way that I was going to fit in with the girls because I was so different from them. You know Explain what I mean? that. What is it, dress wear? Is it sexuality? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is, it what is, is it, your hair? It's, uh, it's the hair. It's the way I dress, the way I'm comfortable just being myself, the things that they're into I'm not really into. You know what I mean? So I just found a home, I feel like, more with the guys. Did the guys treat you differently than how the girls treated you? I think for everybody, it was kind of like a, we weren't very connected. Like, you could tell that even so, like, I had all these friends, like, quote-unquote, like, that I could hang out with. But at the end of the day, like, I still went home and I still felt lonely because there was there was no connection mm. for us. Um, Let's dive into femininity, right? So mm-hmm. I start this episode by saying, like, uh, what is femininity? What is blackness? What is beauty? You know, mm-hmm. What is femininity to you? Do you think that you fit this femininity? Can you describe what gotcha. that means to you or how you carry yourself? Sure. In a um, world that expects you to be... How you carry yourself in a world that expects you to be feminine. How I carry myself is any way I feel comfortable. Like, I'm not going to succumb to what people are telling me to do just because, like I said, I'm all about comfortability. Um, but to me, femininity is, is wrong. Like we have, excuse me, we have the wrong idea of what it is. I feel like there are feminine parts to a male and there are also masculine parts to a female. There's a duality of it. And I feel like in today's society, it's more like, this is what it means to be a man or this is what it means to be a woman. To me, it it was never that. It was, I'm who I am and I am a woman. And that's, that's what matters to me. I know what the, the type of woman that I am. You know what I mean? And it doesn't mean that I have to wear a dress all the time or I have to, straighten my hair or like be dainty that's that's what society says a woman is you know what i mean yes so what's a woman to you someone who's strong you know what i'm saying someone who's strong in herself and her purpose and knowing what she has to do uh someone who's motherly you know can take charge um has their own energy and, and really sticks by it can we get into your mom yes all right tell me about your mom so what do you mean just like the tell me about her my mom in general, a uh, good woman. She was a Caribbean woman. She moved from, she was actually born in England. She moved from England to Brooklyn slash the Bronx when she was about six years old. Um, met my dad, like they had been childhood friends or whatever. In the Bronx, they had uh, me and my brother. We were born in the Bronx, grew up in Yonkers for a little bit. Um, but my mom, was a very stern lady, uh, knew what she wanted. You had to do what she said. Like I said, she always knew what she wanted and she was always right. Even if as a kid I didn't think so, I know that she always meant the best. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't the most emotional lady, 
And I know like a lot of black people share that just like for some reason we're we're not very emotional with our family members. Like we don't I don't know about you, but my family is mm-hmm. like we rarely really said I love you, but it was more actions. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, my mom showed me a lot about what it is to carry yourself with respect in this world and like just to be a good person and at the same time don't let anybody walk over you, you know. So when did your mom pass? Uh, it was the summer of my senior year in high school. That is, so you were like 17, 18? 18. 18, right? And you're applying to colleges and you're free. That's a big, it was actually, a big year. Not to interrupt you. It was actually one week before moving. Like one week exactly. So like I went to the funeral, packed up all my stuff, and then went to NYU. What the fuck wrong with ya? Would you look at all that melanin? You are way too mellow for a fellow that got jungle skin. This jungle skin, no window. This space is not a story. My aura is probably a purplish indigo mix. It's fantastic magic. My shit is nasty. Got your tongue in the tank and doing the Just cause at the same time though, my mom was like my biggest fan. You know what I'm saying? Like, she really pushed me to apply to NYU. She was like, this is where you need to be. And so at the end of the day, like, when she did pass, and it was a week before moving, and I had every right to take a gap year. You know what I'm saying? I had every right to be like, I'm not doing this. But I knew that's what she wanted, so I came here and I did it. And that's that. That's amazing. Thank you. I appreciate that. So a lot of your songs are about your mom. Mm Mm-hmm. For obvious reasons. Right. <laughs> Let's speak for obvious reasons. Right. But tell me more about that. What do you get from writing about your mom? You know, sometimes it'll just be a song and you're flowing, and then I know it'll be like, Mama told me that, you know, mm-hmm. so she right. comes in a lot. Yeah, uh, just because I think about her a lot. There has not been one day where I've not thought about my mom. You know what I mean? And like I said, she was my biggest fan, so I just really, I want to make her proud. You know what I mean? So with my music, like, I... It's like always a shout out to my mom, like a shout out to my biggest fan, like a shout out to you. Like I'm still doing what you knew that I could do. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I always just keep her in mind because I know that she wanted me to do this. She knew that I could like ever since the beginning. What do you mean? Uh, she would always just push me like so I used to write poems as a kid like all the time. Like I used to write stories. And my mom was like my biggest fan. Like I would show up to my mom and be like and she'd be like you know what, you're really talented, like, you're an amazing writer, like, I don't ever want you to stop doing what you're doing, you know what I'm saying, so I keep those words in my head whenever, so if she pops into a lyric or something, it's because I'm keeping those words in my head that she knew I could do it, and I can do it, I can do anything. I just want you to be proud of me, proud of me, without you hate is getting harder to say, all the talents and the gifts you didn't said I had, all the hours and the tears and all of the bad You my strength and the voice playing through my head I made you mad all the time and that was my bad You gon' miss me when I'm gone with something you said But the way I miss you is different and I just need a hit You So how does it feel to say that as a black queer woman? It feels good and I wish I I mean 
I was I was about to say I wish that more people would see it, but at the same time, I don't think I care that much because most people could see it of you, of black queer women. Oh, got it. Please, you know what I'm saying? Go. Yes. But at the same time, it's all that really matters is the individual, and I I preach this all the time to like the people that I'm around. It's at the end of the day, whatever makes you happy, like whatever makes you feel comfortable, is the right thing to be doing. So like even if we have people that don't rock with black people or black queer women and they don't want to support them or whatever it doesn't matter like at the end of the day just keep pushing and doing what you're doing like it's gonna work out you feel okay yeah i'm good okay you're my first that's actually not true there have been many queer people on the show but mm-hmm. they don't talk about it as much as you've been talking about it mm-hmm. and it's not something that they're like not that they don't want to talk about it's just not like i try to pick the things that make people excited and like, right. as i said this is a topic that you write about. This is a topic that you think about. This is a topic that you enjoy talking about, mm-hmm. sexuality and yeah. blackness, let's say. So tell me about what it's like to be a black queer woman specifically. So I'm walking down the street as a black woman dating another woman. In the bedroom as a black woman dating, being intimate with another woman. Like, is that, like, what is that like for you? Okay. Uh, very good question. So... I would say walking down the street, you have to really be okay with what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? I feel like there is, there could be a person who is openly queer to the people that they're messing with, but, you know, when they go outside, they can't take the stairs or they can't take what they think people are thinking about them. Um, mm-hmm. So I think for me, it's being secure in who you are. Like, hey, I'll hold your hand. I'll hold a woman's hand and walk down the street. I don't care. Like, you can look at me any way that you want to. Because at the end of the day, like I said, all that matters is what matters to me. I think you'd agree with this, that there's a certain level of vulnerability that comes with being intimate with someone beyond holding their hand in public. So it's basically like a public version versus a personal version. So when it's just like oh, okay. you and them chilling, like, is there, um, is there some, are there things that you think about because you're black and queer and female? Is it easier mm, oh, okay. or harder? What are the challenges? Oh, I see. Like, so in dating in general or? Yeah. Just like um, the intimate moments. It's a, it's another level. It drives us crazy. It's what we always think about. It's like, <laughs> it makes us super happy and super angry. Like, Okay. So I'll talk about the black aspect. I think for me, uh, there's nothing like black love. And so the intimacy that comes with being a, with another black woman is very different. Uh, mm. It is very emotionful. Both of us have our own views on certain things and strong views at that. You know what I'm saying? Um, But I think that is the most intimate moment that you can get with a person just because we both have shared experiences of of struggles. You know what I'm saying? As both black queer women, that's like, that's the trifecta right there. Not only are you black, not only are you queer, Mm -hmm. but you are also a woman. You know what I'm saying? So like that shared experience of like suffering and intimacy, it's just different. Oh, my last, 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 last one. <clears throat> I'm most likely going to name this episode My Music is My Identity. Mm-hmm. What do you think that title means? Uh, I think it means that my music fully represents who I am. In my music, you will, my music will tell a story about me. You will be able to learn who I am, what I experience, what I like, what I don't like, um, what really matters to me, what I value. Um, and my music is definitely a big part of my identity, so I think that's an amazing title. All right, then I'll probably keep <laughs> all right thank you guys so much for tuning in to the my colorful nana project thank you for thinking generously and i hope to see you next week <laughs>